You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. spooky season can officially begin because thanksgiving just happened this <laughs> past weekend so this is it taylor it's spooky that's season. michael lie Mike yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> two 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 weeks two weeks is sufficient to celebrate anything so wait what's your do, do the rules apply for christmas you think two weeks for christmas i think or all of december december 6th that's is that cool. related to sports or that's just an arbitrary date? No, <laughs> no, I guess it's an arbitrary date. But I think I think for me, I always remember that the first week of December, or at least, you know, part of the first week of December, the first little bit there, was always kind of the end of uh, exams before going uh, away in, in university. If there were any events or theater shows, whatever, they usually wrapped up by then because people start going away for holidays. Um, and that's when I sort of start thinking about Christmas shopping is always that first, like the, the fifth, sixth, seventh, like that first kind of weekend where it's like, oh, just said we were a few days into December and now I can start thinking about gifts and shopping and getting ready. So around then. You're, that's, yeah, okay. You're wrong, but we'll allow it. <laughs> well, I, I'm wrong, oh, okay. <laughs> well, when, okay, when, when but the Christmas season can't, for you, Taylor, there's no way the Christmas season can begin until after Halloween. I mean, correct, that would correct. Be so okay. I am, um, I guess, more orthodox in my approach to Christmas. Um, growing up, we always observed Advent, which is the, the Catholic um, lead up to Christmas. So that's that's four weeks um, starting. I think it's the I'm the first Sunday. I believe it's four candles, four weeks. So whatever that were, it sometimes starts a little bit early in November, I think, depending on how the calendar works. Mm -hmm. But essentially once Advent starts, the quote unquote Christmas season starts. And then um, I like to celebrate all the way to the epiphany, which is when the, the wise men brought presents to Jesus, which goes into January. So based on that calendar, I think it's appropriate last week of November, kind of first week of January. Although I don't think, for me personally, Christmas isn't until like Christmas Eve, the 24th, and then it's the 24th until the Epiphany. But I will allow people in my, in my life to celebrate at the start of, from the start of Advent until January. Does that make well, sense? Well, yes. I'm glad you allow the people in your life to <laughs> <laughs> celebrate at a certain time. I'm not yes. that much of a Grinch. Yes, everything um, everything you said makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in a in a I can understand English and you're speaking it sense. Yes. Right. Um, I yeah. like to. I guess. I guess I'm just. I'm a bit of a Scrooge in all holidays after a holiday. So November first, like I don't want to talk about Halloween. Anymore. Yeah, like fair. it's done. It's it's done. It's over. And so for me, I'm done celebrating Christmas by about three o'clock in the afternoon on the 25th. Like I'm kind of like I'm finished. You don't even like, allow like Boxing Day. 
No, not, no, not really. I mean, <laughs> Boxing Day is more about hockey. Like that's the presents the world have been junior. open. Yeah, the turkey has been eaten. Yeah, we're done. You're like, we're, You're yeah, done. you know, maybe there's some sports on TV I can watch. You know, like there's, you know, I'm I'm ready to move on with life um, by that point. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, people celebrating now, celebrating into January. That's that's a bold move. Like that's a, that's a move. Cause what about, so does, cause some people, it doesn't, the, the end of the year doesn't really matter to them, but does new year's, does that have a history for you and your family and growing up? Like does new year's Eve anything? Uh, we used to go, we used to do like ice skating and fondue was our Jan, like our new year's Eve. Um, okay. That's... And then we also, my mom is Russian Orthodox and their Christmas Christmas falls on like Catholic Epiphany. Oh. So like we had lots of reason to like keep Christmas going. Hmm. But um, New Year's would be fondue and ice skating. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. That's uh that's the that's what we did. Okay. Well fair enough to to each his own. Um I, uh, yeah, I guess I like to celebrate things for very short periods of time. <laughs> You're just a very, I guess, um, self-control. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I guess very so. regimented. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think my family has good reason to keep celebrating with like Russian Orthodox and with Catholic well, holidays and stuff. Anytime um, you get into traditions, yeah. even if it's religion or culture, like whatever it's based on, of course that, that is a good enough reason. I mean, I don't even think you need a reason, frankly. If no, someone wasn't no, even remotely don't. connected to religion and we're like, I'm keeping Christmas in my heart all year, which I hear from people sometimes. Yeah, it's a little annoying, but to each his own. Like, I'm not going to 100% I... shun you. I might never speak to you, but I'm not going to shun <laughs> you're you. Not, so. You're not really the type of person I want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear you, you speak, <laughs> but um, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I saw with the pandemic, like a lot of people were like, this, this pandemic sucks. I'm just going to put up my Christmas tree now. And it would be like summertime. And it's like, yeah, I get that. You know, if you want to keep up your Christmas tree all year round, knock your socks off. What a, Personally, what I a think, weirdo. Who put up a Christmas tree in the middle of summer? You know, it was like all over that. social media. People would be oh. like, I'm so depressed. The pandemic sucks. I want to, I wish it was Christmas. So I'm just going to put up my Christmas tree. And it's like, okay, cool. Fine. Maybe some people are still keeping their Christmas tree up all year round. Personally, like once Epiphany comes, I think it's time to take the Christmas tree down. But if you want to keep, I also get a real Christmas tree. So there is like a timeline. You know what I mean? Like we can't keep our Christmas tree up all year round mm -hmm. because at a, a certain time, point, it's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to poop out on us. Like, but, like um, anything alive, it will eventually extinguish. Yeah. So you have to deal with that. Yes. Yeah. But I've, we've had pretty good luck. Like typically we get it around. I would say like midway through December and it typically mm. will last like uh, like a month. Our Christmas yeah. trees, our real Christmas trees. Anyways, we should probably get back to Halloween because uh, <laughs> it's way too early to be talking about Christmas. And we've talked about Christmas for like seven minutes. So Yes, exactly. It's we can <laughs> we gotta rain get, ourselves get back, in. back to Halloween, which is only <laughs> like three three weeks away, and we yeah. have a show airing on Halloween. I don't think that's ever Spooky. happened. No, where our I... episode will be on Halloween. Well, uh, oh, maybe this has happened before. Well, only because we you you tell me that we've been on air for five years. So the way calendar, <laughs> I don't are... tell you that. That's fact. 
<laughs> no, I guess that makes sense. I'm like the way calendars work wouldn't have it fallen on 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 Halloween yet, but no, that's not how calendars work. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I don't. Hmm, yeah, because you know how like Halloween move like holidays it like moves. move a, yeah. a day. Every Everything year? moves a day, but then some because of leap years. Every Sometimes once in a while, something weird happens. Yeah, because <laughs> because a a day an Earth day is three hundred and sixty five point like two days or point something like it's a quarter right so it's it's like 0.25 like that's that's what it is like that's that's why we have to do this with calendars is because actually the earth getting around the sun is 365.25 days so it's uh, yeah that's why we have to do that so every every four years something weird happens i don't remember always how that affects the calendar so i don't think we've had a show on Halloween, we've always done a Halloween show, yes. but I think, like, I think we had one on the thirtieth once, but I don't think we had it on the thirty-first. So I think this will be a first. Our feelings um, won't be hurt if you wait to listen to the Halloween. No, first. you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. So no. our episode is going to be a now. It's going to be released on the thirty-first. Everyone listening has to listen on the thirty-first because we're going to delete it on November first. Right, that's, right. That's Based on Halloween Mike content. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you kidding? All we're doing that episode is talking literally about the movie Halloween and a second movie in the Halloween series that our fans are going to pick for. Yeah, us. it would be so, weird to listen to it November first. Fair enough. Be, yeah, don't don't listen to it on November first. You will lose your chance. You only have twenty four hours to listen to this before you do whatever you do. I mean, most of the, our listeners, I don't think, are trick or treaters anymore. Um, maybe they are. I don't know. I can't judge. That's true. But it, but if you're sitting there and you're going to watch spooky movies, like which is my plan, and have a bunch of candy, uh, listen to our episode beforehand um, cool. because we're going to talk about Halloween. And as of right now, on our website and on social media, it'll be a poll up on Instagram in the story and a poll up on Facebook. Right now, you can vote on which other Halloween movie you want us to watch. I don't have the list right in front of me, but I'll I'll copy the full list. Not Halloween the season. Halloween the franchise. The franchise, yes. Yeah. So we're watching the first Halloween movie, but then you can tell us which other one we should watch because there's just a, a bunch of them. Although, but this is Jason, right? These are all the Jason movies? Uh, how- Dan was trying to keep me straight. Freddy? About, it's not Freddy. Okay. It's, it's not. Be- it's Mike Myers? Mike Myers. No. Oh, oh is that not Freddy? No. That's no. different. <laughs> Mike he Myers. It's okay. from... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, pretty clear. Right. And I, Jason is from J- Jason. From Friday the 13th? Maybe. That might be right. But but just to be clear, we're watching the, the John Carpenter 1978 Halloween movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis. That is what we're I think watching. This is like like a breakout role. Yeah. Like this, we're first. watching the first one. You and then from really... that point forward, you can choose which other one we're going to watch. You can really tell we don't know anything about this franchise, really. I've um, never seen one of these movies. Not one. I think I saw one of the Rob Zombie reboot movies when I was like in high school. Probably not even the first one. Um, I remember those coming out. Yeah. Like the second one in the, fran- the reboot franchise. And I guess hardcore fans really don't like the Rob Zombie ones. I don't know. We'll get into it. I'm sure there's going to be lots of emotions and feelings. Mike, I'm wondering if to make your life easier, but this might be too hard. Instead of making like a full 
I guess you have two options to make. Well, you would, by the time this airs, you'll already have the poll out. But are you going to do like a write-in where people write in what what second movie for us to watch? Or are you literally going to type out every movie in the franchise? So on, on the website, it'll be a poll with Got every it. movie listed. But on social, it'll just be a, a write-in thing. Because they have that Got simple it. thing on Instagram where people can write in. So we'll right. take both the write-ins... And the website, and we'll team. We'll we'll add it all together, and whatever got the most votes, uh, will will. And feel free to tell us why you picked the movie you picked. Yes, definitely. To add to the discussion, because we are noobs when it yes. comes to this franchise. I'm not really into slasher. That's why I haven't seen. I haven't really seen any of the. I have not seen a single Friday the Thirteenth. I have not seen any Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think I've seen, like, one Halloween. And I saw, like, Freddy versus Jason when it came out. Mm, mm. But that is that is it. I'm really, I really don't know anything much about this franchise. Yeah. I think Jamie Lee Curtis' character is the sister of the murderer, maybe. Oh, I didn't think they were related. I think <laughs> See, it's so, so, so much I know. I don't know anything about this. This yeah, should have so been, I'm remember when... Around. We had people, that's how we ended up watching the Fast and the Furious, picking a franchise we know nothing about, yes. and just like diving in this way. Well, <laughs> well I, think, I, think, I think that's how we got on this. It wasn't Halloween on that list, but we, we didn't go with it because we were like, well, we'll do that at Halloween. Right. I think that's how we got on this. I don't remember the day we, when we decided, oh, we're going to watch the Halloween movie this year. I don't know when that was decided, but I think the idea was planted back when we did that like introduce us yeah. to the franchise we haven't seen yeah um just so people know because you're probably listening to this around the 10th or 11th or whatever you only have till till the end like end of like day end of night friday the 13th Ooh, to, to do this yeah so that that worked out really well the reason we're doing that is we want to we want three weekends for for taylor to watch these two movies in chunks well, while George just... naps. <laughs> so that's why we're, we're getting extra time. So you only have this week as this episode comes out. We'll put reminders out on social, but but we'll, we'll ha- let it go to like, you know, evening on Friday. Like normally with the way our polling goes, generally we have a sense of it. Like if it's close, I'll keep it open till midnight. But if not, I'll, you know, let Taylor, I'll let you know that evening and hopefully Great. we'll have it then for the weekend. But yeah, you have till Friday the 13th to vote on our website, screeningandkingston.com. Or on social media, it'll be on Instagram and it'll be on Facebook. And yes, I'll make sure to include a little thing on the form on the website and and follow up with people on social media to tell us why. You can also email that to us. You can fill out a form on the website as well. Send in a general fan question, but explain why we should be uh, watching that movie over over some of the other ones. Because we are going into this blind. Like, we just don't know. Halloween, first movie, we thought that makes sense. But the rest of them, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I knowing our fans, they're going to pick one of the bad ones on purpose. Yeah, I was hoping they'd pick, <laughs> okay, what's the best one? Like, of all the sequels, what's the best I one? think some people will vote that way, Mike. And then I think it's going to be, like, half people are going to vote, like, either their favorite one or, like, the best sequel. And then the other half are going to vote for, like, the worst one, like, um, Halloween in space. Because there's like one where he's in space. But that might actually be the Friday the 13th franchise. But anyways, I'm sure with the deep cuts, we could get a we could get a dud. 
and knowing our fans, they want us to watch The Dead. But we'll see. You're probably we right. See. Now that I think about it, you're probably right. I'm just now thinking about all the movies I've had to watch uh, because of our fans. They always get us to watch the <laughs> crummy ones. I don't know why. Not, I don't. Not great. <laughs> and remember when we were doing movies from a hat and we're like, yes, okay, at like the, the seventh movie that was like horrible. We're like, please tell us why you guys are recommending these movies. Uh, are these your favorite movies? We feel so bad that we're, you know, ripping them apart. And then people started writing in, no, we just wanted, we just wanted you to watch this bad movie. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I recently opened a drawer and found all the, the other papers from the oh, movies good. from a hat, like just the, the pile of unwatched movies. You <laughs> so never know when we're going to need that. Exactly. You just, <laughs> you just want to keep that just in case. Uh, but I thought that was funny. I opened the drawer and <laughs> there they were. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> all the all the pieces, little pieces of paper. It'll become movies from a drawer. Exactly. I'll just reach in there and grab one. Um, yeah, I, I I am open to whatever. I don't know anything. I don't even know how the sequels are like related. Seen? Are they? Yeah. Are, are they related to each other? Do people even like them? Like sometimes with sequels, you you know, you never know. They they end up people not really liking them as much as the original, but I don't know anything about the series. I know the movies that have come out recently have been hit and miss where one or two of them, people really seemed to like and wanted to talk about. And then a couple of them were terrible. So yeah, I I have no sense of, of these films. My understanding is that the franchise is big enough that it's one of those things where, you know, movies one, three, four, eight, and nine are chronological, but like mm-hmm. the second one isn't in, you know what I mean? Like it's the second one isn't part of the timeline. It's separate. And then you have the reboots, which are a different timeline. And then you have a reboot reboot, which is actually part of the original. I think it's one of those series where like, you need like a, you need to read the Wikipedia page to kind of understand where oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get they, dropped right in the middle of this. <laughs> they've, They've made these movies since the the 70s. So obviously, yeah, it's going to get confusing. The, yeah, that that will definitely get confusing fast, I I think. But hey, that's what we're doing. Just 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 like Fast and the Furious, let's just dive in and uh and see what happens. Um Taylor, one thing we're doing today that is really fun and this this comes from a fan. We got a fan question. And this was one that I absolutely had to give you warning for because there was no, I don't think there was any way we could have done this off the cusp. A fan, I'm going to read the full question we get to, but a fan wrote in asking us basically to make a, a, basically a movie playlist that sort of represents us or for ourselves, like a movie playlist that is really reminiscent of us i think we've done similar things to this before yeah but i'll uh, again when i go through the email uh, you know she does a good job of kind of explaining exactly why we're doing that but it was a very interesting exercise to think about and being also not uh, a big music person this was one of my first playlists i've ever had to do um you never so... made a mixtape for anyone mike mixtape for anyone no i remember when i was younger i had mixtapes or things from things I like recorded off the radio or like some mixed music. CDs yeah we're, yeah we're of an age where we weren't actually <laughs> we were burned CDs of yes I, and I do remember having some music that I liked uh when I was younger but I remember music for me was a like 
byproduct of my trip to school. So I had a, I had an hour long bus ride to get to school. So for high school, so I'm, you know, I would throw in headphones because I didn't want to talk to anyone and would listen to music. And that's really the only reason, like, I don't think I would have listened to it if I, I wasn't forced basically to, or, or basically have nothing to kind of do for an hour, which I would have found boring. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't generally make playlists. It's not something that I've, I've really done for music. So it is interesting to kind of do this for movies, but I thought before we get into it and read the fan question, I thought it'd be nice to kind of talk about the process a bit. Cause I, I found this kind of challenging and I, I, I think we did, we decided to go with five movies. I cheated into it. 10. Oh, so can I add five more? Yeah, go, go. Cause I have, I have a list of another 13, 14 movies here that I didn't include that were on my kind of like cut list. Then add, add five, do a hot okay. take, add five. Oh. Okay, well, while I look at my list and try to add five, um, Taylor, maybe you can talk a little bit about your process. process. Like, yeah, I'll read the fan question and then we'll go right into to doing it. But what was your process like? Like, what did you use to kind of determine uh, what would go on your list and what wouldn't? So I thought this was very hard. I find it difficult to describe myself. I think I'm very self-aware, but when it comes to like, personality traits or whatever I much prefer other people describe me like oh pick a song that describes you I'd rather someone pick one for me because often people know you better or are able to not not know you better but are able to describe you you know what I mean so I um phoned a friend and by that I texted Nicole um, our TIFF correspondent, who I've known for 20 years. I was When I was sitting down and thinking about this earlier today, I thought, oh, you know, Nicole and I have known each other a decade. And then I realized, Taylor, you're not 23 anymore. You've known, Taylor, you've known Nicole for two decades. So who better <laughs> to help me curate a list of movies that are, you know, Taylor-esque than someone who's known me for two decades. So I texted Nicole and I said, these are the movies I have so far. Help me, you know, help me edit it or whatever. Help me curate it. And um, she, she, when I sent her the first four, she went, oh, I get it. What is your, your what what movies are your vibe? So that's kind of the, the, the way we went about making it. What movies are very Taylor? What movies are, uh, what, what movies are my vibe? So- uh, Wow, you really cheated. You like got help. I, I had to sit here trying to do this. Home. I don't even know. I didn't even think about like what a vibe means. Like, wow, you really went far. I, okay. Wow. Yeah. So she helped me add a couple, um, you know, touch on things that are pretty like indicative of me that I hadn't got around to doing, getting, getting to. And um, I did, I did 10 because I thought, you know, it's hard. It's hard to narrow it down. It's hard to narrow it down. I didn't necessarily go with quote unquote favorite movies but these are movies that I like a lot but I think also capture different parts of my personality and really do show they really show you a glimpse of what my movie tastes are like so that's kind of what I did so that's why there's 10 on the list wow okay yeah I mean it's very like you to agree to something in terms and then of change the rules and then completely change the rules yeah. um yeah I, I you I, didn't I... tell me I couldn't phone a friend uh, no, I was more thinking the picking five thing, but right, right. <laughs> that's fine. I will expand it to 10. Um, yeah, no, I, I think my process certainly was similar. I think for me, I, I was thinking, okay, there are five 
genres of movies I can think about that I I really enjoy, and I wanted to make sure that I represented each of those. Where the list got tough was, yeah, I also wasn't saying these are my favorite movies, but movies that maybe describe things that I like in films, things that I really enjoy, rewatchability. And I started also thinking of it from the context of I wanted a movie that kind of represented my tastes and interests in elementary school and one in high school and one at university and one post-university and like those kinds of things. Yeah. So that was another way I was, I was divvying it up. What ended up happening was I did pick five, but I have a list of 13 or 14 more where I'm like, any of these could go on there. Like I had reasons why I chose certain ones. And there was two films that I battled back and forth with. And then I finally made the decision. So that film at least gets back on there. So really I had six and I had kicked one off. So I I can put the sixth one back and then choose four more to expand my list. Um, But it was, it was hard because I, I also was trying to not pick my five or what now 10 favorite movies. But if it's a playlist, it's supposed to represent you in a certain way. And I would want people who watch these movies to come out of it being like, okay, I know what you like out of movies. I kind of have a sense of who you are, your interests, your general feel. Vibe is a good word. Um, so, yeah, I think we went about it somewhat similarly. Um, I wish I had gone and gotten assistance myself, but that's fine. It's not a competition. <laughs> just that's on um, you for not, not thinking about it. I think I at the so. end, <laughs> we should pick a movie for each other we think describes the other person. Okay. We can do that. At the very end. Okay, sure. I hope my movie for you isn't on your list. Uh, that's a good question. Well, well, we're about to find out. <laughs> we're, we're about to find out. Um, so let's read this fan question. Um, so let me let me find it. Um, okay, so uh, this came from Cindy. Um, and Cindy says, uh, one of the best parts uh, about being a music lover, comma, and also movie lover, is choosing things for other people and sharing playlists that you put together for your friends. This is something that my friends and I have done for music for a long time. We put together a playlist that not necessarily represents the other person, but represents ourselves so they get a sense of who they are. One time I met somebody at school, and to get to know each other, we decided to just do that, put together a playlist of 15 songs that we felt really would get to know the other person we exchanged those and had a sense of who that person is we are now best friends and it's been almost 15 years one of the things that i think would be cool to do on your show would be to make a movie playlist maybe both of you could put together a playlist for listeners to think about to say oh this would absolutely represent who we are this would give you a sense of our interests our likes etc so there you go there's the fan question. There's the idea. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to dive into it. Uh, Taylor, do you want to go first and give sure. us your Taylor's movie playlist? Okay. Got to pull it up. <laughs> it was open. Oh, it was open and then my phone fell asleep. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, number one, this these aren't in any particular order because they're not yes. ranked like in terms of like favorite or that's anything fair. or like most that's like fair. me. So just. Take that with a grain of salt. Are we describing why we picked these movies? Yeah, like very quickly. I'd say, say the movie. L- little quick description. Quirk, uh, quirk. So you can get through your list. And then if there's anything else you want to expand on at the end, you can expand on it. 
I think longtime listeners of this show will not be surprised by my playlist. Like, it's very... I've talked about these movies like a million times. And are very... I, if I had thought about this, I would have also sat down and be like, hmm, I'm going to make a list that I think Taylor would make and then see how much, how many. That would have been fun, with. right? We should have done that too. I'll be you know? maybe next week. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe next week. Every maybe week, new next, playlist. Maybe for our next anniversary. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. 300 okay. episodes. Movie number one uh, The Man from Uncle. Um, yeah. Movie number two, The Darjeeling Limited. Okay. And then I had to have two Wes Anderson movies because it's hard to pick one. You had to. Had to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. Hmm. So first three, you can tell, like, these are highly stylized movies, right? Um, so I love a movie that is highly stylized. I like to think my life is highly curated. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have delusions of grandeur. But those are my first three. And then I have Gone with the Wind, which is just like very um, a defining movie and book for me, like from my childhood. It reminds me of my Baba, my grandmother, who I've talked about before on the um, on the podcast. So I had to include that one. That story just is like, I can't, can't not include that movie. Then I have Cold War, which was that Polish movie that came out um, several oh, yeah. years ago. Um yeah. You know, with a Slavic background, um, be, uh, like a Cold War historian. Obviously, that movie had to be on my list. Only Lovers Left Alive. I had to have a vampire movie on the list. And again, highly stylized, um, great actors, Tilda Swinton. Then I have Adventures in Babysitting. Because Nicole reminded me I needed to have... Um, 80s and 90s on my list she said you know your list is very good but you've missed the 80s and 90s which is very um just that that those eras um really just like shaped not that I was born in the 80s but I watched a lot of 80s media because of my mom so like has really like shaped I guess how I see the world in in a sense so anyways ventures in babysitting Iconic movie from my childhood. Did I ever tell the story about my, how for a year my mom watched that movie every single night when my sister and I went to bed and we could like hear so. her quoting the no. movie like verbatim? That's how no, like dif- <laughs> that's how big this movie is from my childhood. Um, the Crow, obviously, obviously. Yeah, that was gonna obviously make it on there. <laughs> if it wasn't on the list, like come on, Nicole actually I think said like why isn't the Crow on the list? She's like, you yeah. need the, the crow or stigmata. So I chose uh, the crow. Heathers. And then Mermaids. Also yeah, so Winona two, Ryder. Two, two, of the, two of the movies I was going to pick for you at the end, you just said. Heathers and okay. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> we're we're going to be the two. But I'd be like, that's Taylor. I have a third, yep. but it's a tough one. I like, you know, a little bit spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit dark um dark sense of humor you know even when the movie is dark there's still some humor in it uh if there's like a historical bent cultural bent that's all me so that's why these movies made it on on my list okay so just yeah just give us a quick review then just the movie titles go through it again and just give us uh the titles again just just in case the man from uncle um, Darjeeling Limited, Grand Budapest Hotel, Gone with the Wind, Cold War, Only Lovers Left Alive, Adventures in Babysitting, The Crow, Heathers, and Mermaids. There you go. 
Taylor's movie playlist. So what's the third movie that you thought would be on so, here? So, well, be on here? The, the problem is, is that you, you've named so many Wes Anderson films, but not this one. So you probably took it off your list for a reason. Um, and just in terms of like picking a movie for, for saying like, oh, I think this would describe Taylor. Like if I was to pick a movie being like, oh, you want to know who Taylor is? Like, here's a movie. One of the, like the third after Gone with the Wind and Heathers was the Royal Tannenbaums. Because the family element in there as well, I think is something that is important to you and is a big aspect you bring to the show at least. And you bring to your personalities, talking about family and talking about those things. And with Wes Anderson and everything that goes on in that wild movie, I thought that one would have been a, a good one for you. Yeah, but there's a family island and a Darjeeling Limited. I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. It's the <laughs> so brothers. It's the it's three brothers coming together after the death of their father and like the mm. family dynamics. Oh, and that okay. I've seen They're clips on a train. I hear that very, very good. I've it heard nothing good. but good things about that movie. It's probably so. my favorite one by him. One of his earlier okay. ones. Before people were like, he's too West Anderson now. Because you hear that complaint mm. now, even with the Grand yeah. Budapest Hotel. People are like, he's too on the nose or whatever. Like, I don't agree <laughs> with that. too West Anderson, which is yeah. a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's him. He now can has you be way too more money your to do own what he wants thing. to do. Yeah, exactly. That would be like me being like, Taylor, that list was too much Taylor. Yeah. And you like, broke a rule, which is you too. Is, exactly. So and I chose, one of the reasons why I chose the Darjeeling Limited is I love trains. I love travel. And it has that family dynamic. Yeah. There you go. Then that is the more perfect one. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wrong again. <laughs> uh, just before. Give me another before, five more years, Mike, and you'll yes, cultivate. Then I'll finally yeah. get a list. Yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. finally know who you are. Um, before we move on to me, I'm just, because I'm curious about this process. I, it would be interesting. I know you've gone into obviously detail about like how you did it and whatever. Like, did you find eliminating movies at any point in time difficult? Like, did you have 12 or 13 where you're like, how am I going to get this down to 10? Or but did it, as you were doing this process, did it become more natural as you were going? With I didn't make like a long list. I literally, once I got to 10, I stopped. Right. I like went with my gut. You know what I mean? There were a couple that Nicole recommended that I um, not necessarily said no to, but like didn't add to the list. Cause like in, I already kind of in my mind knew what I wanted to add. Like yeah. she didn't recommend mermaids. I added that myself, but essentially right. between her and I, once I got to 10, I was like, that's good. I don't yeah. need to keep going. You felt good about it. Yep. Okay. There you go. Taylor's uh, playlist of movies. Okay. Uh, my playlist that has five really well thought out films and five others that I just added. Uh, the B side. That's very. That's very exactly. um, playlist of you, Mike. Exactly. There you go. Okay. So we'll go. We'll go here. My. I'll give my five A lists. My A side, and then I'll give my my five B side. Okay. So my my A side. Uh, again, I, I I basically I did this somewhat in order. So for me, this is one through five, kind of going through life a little bit to, right. to a certain extent, um, but. Again, the, the order doesn't matter too, too much. So um, I needed to make sure sports was represented. So number one, remember the Titans. Ooh, um, Mike. Sport, yeah. That was a top up, a toss up. That was. Really? I, I was going to put that on my list, but I've that was on another list. one. Literally, wow, but the, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So keep going. That's we'll so, see that's so funny. I just so that's so funny. That was going to be on your list. Yeah. Remember the Titans. Um, I think it's a really good movie. Um, it's about a lot of different things, sports being just one of the elements of it. And it is one of the few good memories I have from elementary school is watching Remember the Titans in class. So that was, that was kind of one Remember the Titans. Um, listen, as much as I bash musicals, I had to have one on here because I love musical theater. But the best musical movie of all time is what I put on here, Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Rick Moranis, Steve Martin. Uh, I think this is a really brilliant movie. And the director's cut with the alternate ending is phenomenal. Like, it's it's fantastic. It has a very dark alternate ending. Um, it's, it's almost making fun of musical theaters and doo-wop and those sorts of kind of that genre um b movies kind of thing little shop of horrors i think it's a it's a great movie um next is spider-man 2002 so the first sam raimi told me toby mcguire spider-man movie i was really torn between spider-man and the first x-men movie to represent superhero movies for me because that to me was the moment where superhero movies were able to cross into we're going to take it little bit more seriously and do a little bit more like it's grounded and it could be happening in realism which i do like out of superhero movies i like the comic-y aspects as well but i think that first spider-man movie did something where people who weren't even fans of the comic book sort of crossed into that genre and comic book movies started to become cool and interesting from that point forward so that's why i ended up choosing spider-man at the end of the day but that's first spider-man movie is number three. Number four is a, a little movie called That Thing You Do, um, which, uh, Taylor, it's a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, I watched he, it. I've seen it. Oh, really? Really? Katie he Wilson wrote, directed, it. and is in it. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you'd think it would be the most anti-Taylor movie in existence. Um, but I But it is I kind of that, that 1960s, like, in terms mm. of, like, era, it makes yes. sense for me. Yes, I discovered this movie, I think, late in high school, early in, in university and absolutely loved it. And like, again, not this is about mu- this movie is about music and not being a music person. I found it was very interesting, just an industry movie about one hit wonders um, and that that kind of thing. So I got that thing you do on there. Um, and then number five to finish off the A side, the original Star Wars movie. Had to have science fiction in there and represent somehow. I think the original Star Wars movie in the hero's journey is still to this day one of the best stories that have been told. And again, in terms of genre defining films, uh, it changed science fiction forever. Um, so putting that on there. So my B side, I'll quickly run through my B side. So X-Men made it on there, the first X-Men movie. Uh, a movie called Finder's Fee, which is a very little movie. You've talked about that, it a lot. Yes, because I really, <laughs> really love the movie. The twist at the end. James Earl Jones, great twist at the end. Ryan Reynolds, uh, Matthew Lillard. It, you know, basically the entire movie takes place inside one room. It has a very play-like feeling to it. As I was discovering my interest in theater, I discovered this movie and thought it was the most like theatery movie I'd ever seen. The Exorcism of El- Emily Rose. Um, I needed a horror movie on there. I like the courtroom drama horror movie kind of thing. It's, it's what the devil made me do it. I wish that movie was the, the exorcism of Emily Rose is, is basically what I wish that movie was, uh, mystery men being my eighth pick, uh, sort of making fun of the superhero genre. I think that's just a fun comedy movie. And then star Trek first contact 
because I had to have a Star Trek film on here. Um, and I think that First Contact is one of those movies that can be universally um, appreciated and enjoyed uh, because, frankly, uh, space zombies. Um, there's a massive list of movies I did not include on here, but there you go. Those are my those are my ten movies. So I was tossed up between Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans for you. <sighs> yeah, um, Friday Night Lights would have also been good. That would also when I been like good. if I had yeah. to describe Mike, it would be a sports movie. Not Marvel, a sports movie. <laughs> really? Okay. You're just wholesome, you know, all Canadian, down to earth. Yeah. Then I would say remember the Titans a little more than, because I'd say Friday Night Lights gets into some more darker themes. Like remember the Titans, it's a little more, like it's a Disney good. movie essentially. Yeah. It, you know, and also remember the Titans was the first time I personally remember watching a Disney movie and, and thinking, this isn't a cartoon. Like I had only known Disney as cartoons. I know right. they did do other movies, but it was the first time that I think I saw like, you know, Disney presents and, and went, wait a minute, what <laughs> they do other things. So yeah, those are good picks. Yeah. Friday Night Lights is another good movie. I think, yeah. Remember the Titans benefits. Do you want to know some of the movies that I uh, very quickly took off the list? Sure. Um, so alien, the first alien movie, uh, predator, First Predator movie. Um, Hercules, Disney's Hercules. Uh, Aladdin. Dodgeball. Oh, Dodgeball's a great one. I should have added that to my list. Yeah, Dodgeball. (laughs) The one aspect of my personality I feel like that I didn't address was my 15-year-old sense of humor. So like I should have had like comedies are not represented. Dodgeball or like super bad should have been on. Yes, you you need either a Will Ferrell movie or like, yeah, a super bad. Super bad was on here as well. Super bad. Planet of the Apes and Chicago. Good. Good Super Bad to me is a movie that like I did consider putting on this list because the dynamic between Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill is exactly the dynamic of like a friend I had in high school. Still have today. But like that that movie was very similar to my high school experience. Let not not the alcohol side of it, but certainly the the, you know, chasing girls around and being nervous and having like Michael Sarah's entire persona and that reminded me a lot of me in high school, which made it a lot funnier. So there you go. There's our movie playlists. Um hopefully that that gives you a sense of it. And hey, let us know if you decide to give up, I guess, a week of your life and watch these movies. <laughs> or if there's a movie we missed. Yeah, like if you think our there's movies we should have had on there. Our yeah. listeners who've been listening since day one, they're yes. like, why didn't you right include in. this one? Yes, write in. We'd love to hear from you. And please don't just throw in movies you know we'll hate. Yeah. <laughs> Saying like, why shouldn't this be on there so we get like mad or whatever. Just think about it. <laughs> have yeah. a real thought. Um, we've got some movies to review today. Some new films. Uh, so Taylor, why don't you start? You've got a new documentary uh, yeah. to, to talk to us about. So this air, uh, this was screened at the screening room um, here in Kingston uh, a couple weeks ago now, maybe maybe a month ago. It's called Satan Wants You. Um, I waited to review it until now because a with with it being you know spooky season, I thought it was more appropriate, and I also thought it was going to be on CBC Gem starting October first. It was not, so I still had to <laughs> rent it. <laughs> But it's only a $7 rental, so uh, not too bad. But I was really <laughs> burned. I guess it aired like on cable October 1st, but it's not mm. on CBC Gem yet. So I don't know how the CBC decides to 
eke their stuff out on the the app. But anyways, interesting. This is a feature length documentary, so it's an hour and a half. It is about the satanic panic of the eighties oh, and nineties. That's a you're a big fan of. Oh, that. huge, Mike. I. I Wish I could have included a Satanic Panic movie on my list, but I've never seen a good Satanic Panic movie yet. No, this is I where... think that it's been more represented, I think, in TV shows better than yes, in movies. Yes, agreed. Yeah, 100%. I wish Hollywood would give me money to make a Satanic Panic movie because mm. I've never seen a good one. Um, so this is a topic that I'm very interested about. I think I'd like to think that most of our listeners are probably aware of the satanic panic just because of their their age. But essentially in the 80s and 90s, there was this panic, um, a hysteria even, that Satanists had kind of infiltrated our communities and were horrifically, horrifically abusing children. So, um, and it was fueled by... Uh, a movement in therapy called repressed memory, like uh, remembering repressed memories, which now has been um, debunked and is a a controversial practice. So anyways, I could talk, I could have a whole podcast just about the satanic panic. I love it. Um, I find it so fascinating um, as a cultural historian, um, even though I'm not a cultural historian anymore, but uh, um, just from my (laughs) academic interest, personal interest, cultural interest, I love the satanic panic. So anytime there's a documentary, podcast, um, you know, miniseries on Netflix, whatever, I want to I wanna watch it. I Even if I've heard the information a million times, I, I'm willing to learn more. So obviously I go in with this documentary with high, high hopes, right? Like, and my standards on this, this topic are very, very, very high. So people have been talking about the satanic panic since it's been happening. You know, it was in the cultural discourse in the 80s and 90s. Um, And ever since people have been kind of um, dissecting it, debunking it, kind of, you know, researching it or whatever. The, I guess the slant on this documentary, because, you know, a documentary, if you think about it, is like long form journalism or a long form essay almost. The, The new, quote unquote, new angle of this documentary is that it is about the memoir Michelle Remembers which essentially launched the satanic panic and happened in Victoria, BC, Canada. So it's like, oh, the satanic panic, which we often think is an American phenomenon, or um, actually got its start in Victoria, BC. So that's kind of the... I I didn't know that. (laughs) Yes. So that's kind of the um, slant of this documentary. Um, It was okay. I had okay. a lot of. I was, I was waiting for the reveal. This is yeah. going to be really good. Really I good. built it up. I built it up. I built it up. I knew yeah. I, I was uh, leading up to it. It was fine. I, I have very high standards because I know a lot about this topic and I'm very interested in this topic. Um, from a documentary point, and I also really love documentaries. People, again, longtime listeners will know that. I often, um, if it's like a big documentary, I'll try to get, get a chance to see it. I don't think it was well written in the sense that the way they told the story would not have been how I would have done it. So I'm a firm believer that when you're making a documentary, you need as the documentarian, you need to um, you need to go in thinking no, the audience knows nothing about my topic. Hmm. So they opened immediately with um 
Michelle Smith and the psychologist, her, her therapist, and them writing this book. And they're the producer, they, you know, they do a talking head interview with the producer, very, very, like, probably within the first 10 minutes, being like, and I consider Michelle remembers the memoir, patient zero of the satanic panic. They do not t- describe what the satanic panic is until probably 20 or 30 minutes into the documentary. Mm. So I think you, from a, from like a filmmaking point of view, you tease Michelle remembers you explain what the satanic panic is next then you describe okay this is the connection between Michelle remembers and the satanic panic that's how I think it should have unfolded um and it did not unfold that way and I I thought this would be a very confused this would be hard to follow if you don't already know about this topic um, and I guess they think like, oh, it's been done to death. So like people will know, but there's always going to be that one person who has no idea what the satanic panic is. You know, the, the 70 year old grandma who's watching the CBC on a Sunday night, right? Or like whatever. So that was my biggest gripe. My second biggest gripe is that, um, they, I think the word is like reductionist. They really blame and I'm going to use the word blame because of the way that the talking head interviews were framed they really point the finger at this memoir the specific memoir and um more importantly the the patient who um is the subject of the memoir and to a lesser extent the therapist but I really think they point the finger at the the patient as the um cause for the satanic panic and for those who are not aware the satanic panic um Innocent people went to jail for this. Like yeah. hundreds of innocent yeah. people went to jail, um, were accused of being Satanists, which sounds crazy today, um, or less so if you um, are aware of Q- QAnon. But anyways, I digress. So they did not unpack all of the cultural, social, historical things that were happening in the 80s and 90s that allowed this to happen, right? So like a better documentary would say, yes, this memoir you know, was one of the catalysts for this movement, but why, but why, you know what I mean? This could have been published and no one could have read it. Right. So I found that, um, I thought it was like very biased towards, and also it, it puts so much of the blame on the patient, which I think is, um, you know, at the end of the day, her therapist exploited like an unethical relationship. And I don't think the documentary did a very good service being like, she's also a victim. You know what I mean? Mm, Of this like toxic relationship. So like that, that really didn't sit well with me. Um, So yeah, the fact that, and I was, I wanted to know more about her. Like they were like, oh, her mom was like very religious. So, like, her mom would never have been a Satanist because she blames her mother for, like, giving her to the cult or whatever. But then they don't say, like, well, what church did she attend? You know what I mean? Like, mm. like it's just, like, little things. So, anyways, I don't – I think this was, like, a stream it. I think people who aren't as interested in this topic as I am will find it interesting. Um, kind yeah. of like a Satanic Panic 101, so to speak. This is not the deep dive – that I was hoping it's not even a deep dive into Michelle remembers. So um, it would have made a much better like three 
a three episode documentary you know like on netflix or yeah, amazon like series, um take yeah. it like an hour like three episodes an hour each um yeah i was just disappointed so for me it's a stream it if you are like a diehard like i am you're better off like listening cbc did a podcast um i think it's just called satanic panic um it's several years old now on their oh, they have a series called like uncover or something anyways um and it's about a town in Canada where one of these cases um, occurred much better, like very good deep dive really goes into like, how could this happen? You know what I mean? Right. She like in a small town. So yeah, I would recommend that for people who are super interested in this topic. If you're more like, Oh, I'm just interested, whatever. I don't mind it. Um, it's a stream. It. So anyways, I'm sorry. I took so long to do this, but I'm so passionate about this topic, Mike. Like, uh, Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> totally fine. I, listen, I don't have much to say about my movie, so don't, okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I I watched a million miles away. So this is a movie on Amazon. Yeah, so it's an Amazon Prime original. Got it. Um, and it's Michael Pena, uh, who uh, what's his name? Right? Yes, Michael. Yes, Michael Pena. Um, and I've who, never heard of this person. Oh, really? Oh, he's in a bunch. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of like comedy things. You probably recognize him. Because he he's kind of one of those character actors who's in a bunch of bunch of things. Um, oh yes, so, yes, yes. I just googled his face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you would recognize his yeah. face, just not his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is based on, I guess, a true story. Um, that's what they're saying. Uh, but it's uh, Michael Pena. He um, he plays uh, someone who's tr- trying to get into space. He wants to be like he he's an engineer. Uh, he wants to work uh, with NASA, and his dream is to to go into it. Uh, and he, I believe, his family, his whole family, immigrated from Mexico up to the United States. So it's kind of a an immigration story, a newcomer story. But it's but he grew, he spent a lot of his time growing up in the U.S. Um, so for him, it's more of a I'm chasing my dream. I want to do this. Um, I'm, you know, he is an engineer, but he wants to be an astronaut. He wants to get into space based on the life of, of somebody who I guess actually existed. Um, one of the things that I went into this movie wanting, Taylor, when I was looking for movies was I just want a nice movie. Yeah. I'm so sick of garbage. <laughs> I just want to watch a nice, easy movie. I will say it was like a very easy to watch movie. I It's things you've seen before. It's a, it's a, you know, I'm going to conquer trials kind of, kind of story. Um, you root for him. Um, Michael Pena plays the role very, very well. You do root for the guy uh, who wants to, to, you know, become a crew member on, on the space shuttle mission um, and that he's fighting a lot of different things and elements to, to kind of get up there. Um, he does an excellent job. It is a nice movie in that respect. It is one of those movies that's kind of a feel good movie. Is it overly, like interesting no i think it's fine it's kind of a light breezy summer afternoon kind of movie um i think they didn't they did, could have gone i think a little bit further with it they could have pushed the envelope a little bit farther with it i think it was kind of just safe and plain and okay i can kind of understand from this movie from this perspective like well amazon would buy it and release it because it's nice a feel-good movie probably a good family feel-good movie but not necessarily release it in theaters. Right. Um, I'm giving it a stream it 
it was fine. I've seen movies that are like this that are better. I've seen movies that are like this that are worse. It's certainly for an Amazon Prime film, It I think it's pretty good. Like it's very cinematic. It has good cinematography within it. You get a, a lot of details about him and his family and his relationship with his family. It's all very, very good. Um, it's not overly like spacey. Like it's not about space. Space is just the goal. He just it's happens to be an astronaut or will become put one. any other, put any other thing, a professional athlete, right. um, going to the Olympics or whatever, all these things you could have replaced it with anything. And it would be similar or the same story. So in a sense, the movie's pretty generic in that way. I think we've all seen movies like this before. I'm sure there's plenty of better options out there. Um, but the reason why I'm giving it a stream, it was, it was just a nice movie. It's nothing to like write home about as they say, but it's also not horrible. It's also not poorly written. It's relatively well thought it's out. Fine. It was good. It was fine. Yeah, it's a, the, to me, it's the typical stream. It yeah, it was fine. Like it's it's a little bit better than your airplane movies, but not quite something you should be rushing out to see. So that's what I think of a million miles away. It's so generic that I couldn't get the title right for three or four days after watching the movie. I'm like, it's something about it's a bad title. The, the what's with space? <laughs> what's with streaming movies recently? I would even say not even just streaming, just like who's who's in these marketing departments a million miles away? And that other not, that um Shaley Woodley movie you want or I think Oh the, yes, yeah, the How to Catch a Murderer How to Catch a Murderer killer or something. Yeah. yeah. How to Catch a Killer or something. Yeah. I I'm telling you it's all based on data that's being surfacely looked at. I do a lot of stuff and I deal a lot with marketing all the time. It's so easy to misinterpret what data means. It's so easy. Like one of the things I like to say is like data doesn't lie. Like numbers don't lie. Yeah. But humans can misinterpret them. It doesn't mean like they're lying. It's just they're misinterpreting it. But the number doesn't lie. So I, I think people are, it's just, it's the same thing that happens, Taylor. We talk about this in movies all the time. They get the wrong thing that people like. Oh, you went to this movie with dinosaurs in it. You must love dinosaurs here. Instead of animatronic dinosaurs, here's all the CGI dinosaurs you can want. You obviously don't like the movie for its well-written you know, characters or its good chemistry on set or practical effects you don't like those things you like dinosaurs and like that's the problem with marketing departments and studios and stuff they just they are very out of touch and i think that's something that some in some movies they they correct and they do well sometimes they don't and titles of movies that are super generic it's because they think they think people are stupid i'm sorry that's that's it they don't have any confidence in audiences to understand complex things here we are. Um, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for listening this week. Just a quick reminder, go vote for which other movie in the Halloween series you want us to watch. ScreeningKingston.com, Instagram, Facebook. We'll post it up on everywhere. So make sure to go vote. Go see some movies.